stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, host of Loving That Sports Talk, and I have my co-host, Terry Jackson. TJ, you there, Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? Good to have you on, Terry. Good to be here. Well, Terry, you know, uh, till Galen call in, if he call in, I think he kind of a little scared, all the Tebow stuff going on, you know. <laughs> but I don't think he want to hear it, you know. Well, what's to hear? <laughs> well, well, we're going to get started because I know there's a bunch of some guys that uh, send me some emails. I don't know if they'll call in. If they do, we'll let them get that question out, and then we'll shoot at them. But um, before they call in or we get Galen, I want to ask you, Terry, uh, I've seen the day on sports and all week that Tebow is the n- number four in the world of an athlete and person with money and and, and popularity. Am I saying that right? Popularity. Uh, popularity. Yeah. What's wrong with me? Uh, number four. Oprah was um, above him. Three other people. But can you believe that number four? He's he's in the front of Bill Gates and all that. You know, is that incredible? Well, I, I don't. Uh... It doesn't surprise me. I don't. I don't know how it surprises you. Uh, people talked about Tebow for half the football season. Uh, he was in the headlines, on the news. He had. He was the head of everything. Every um, newscast that was on it had anything to do with sports. Tebow came on first, um, so it's not surprising. My question, to you Terry, is: He's a backup quarterback. Okay, he started a few games, but normally he's a backup quarterback with the Jets now. And for this person to have this much, you know, just everywhere you look is Tebow, this, and money, and, you know, is that possible? Because do you hear about Kyle Warden? He's a backup quarterback for Dallas, but you hear about him, Charlie Bass for um, Pittsburgh. He wins the game for Pittsburgh. You don't, why you don't hear about all these other backups, Terry? Because they're not important. Tebow's the story. Tebow's a great story, you know. Um, those other guys are unimportant. They're they're not worth writing about. They don't. They don't pique interest. So Tebow's it, man. Terry, Cal Orton, Brady Quinn. He's a backup. Well, he'd be star for Kansas. You got um, Charlie Bass for uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck was a quarter backup for Tom Brady. Yeah. Which one would you pick? Which be which, a which, one these, which one of these guys took their team to the playoffs? But you, 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 your point still, Terry, is, you know, you know what, 
Don't go nowhere, Terry. Galen, you there? I'm here. I'm here. I'm glad because, you know, I've already ripped Terry apart. See, I like getting this with Terry because we go at it all the time last summer. But, you know, you seem like Terry's on your side with this one, Galen. He's like, which one took the team to the playoffs and win? But before you got on, we was talking about um, I seen the Tebow, the number four athlete in the world in person, to be like with money-wise, popularity, and everything. He's behind Oprah. You know, is that crazy or what, Galen? Well, crazy, but he brings a lot more to the table. <laughs> he brings a lot he's to the not, table. That's why the Jets got him. But, but he's he's not. Would you start him on your team, guys? Would you? Yeah, I would start him if that's what I have. Like the Broncos decided to do last year. What happened for him? He changed the face of that organization. Did you see that interview yesterday with uh, John Elway? No, I did. What happened with that one? He gave Tebow a lot of credit on changing the direction of that organization and where it was going and the stigma around it with the spy gate and all the other stuff. And he came in there and he changed the persona. And he said probably one of the number one reasons why Peyton Manning came there was that, you know, Tebow helped them revive their season last year and it made Denver more attractive. Well, my, my question to you and Terry is this. You know, okay, don't you think Tebow going to New York, it already started. They haven't even got on the field. It's so much controversy that it's going to the same thing happen in Dallas with um, Orton, that um, Matt Sanchez going to mess up. Everybody be champ for Tebow. Don't you think that's a controversy that already started now? That's what sells tickets. It's entertainment. That's what sells tickets. He's in New York. He's got the biggest stage. Um, they're going to sell tickets there. you got to realize that. Tebow is not the quarterback that people can say he's going to start on my team right now. But in another two or three years, who knows? Tebow might be that quarterback. Um, it's just popularity. Listen listen to what you're saying, James. You're saying that don't bring in a quarterback that's going to push the number one quarterback because that's taboo. So you just want somebody that can't push him and he just sits back and does nothing which that quarterback has been doing for the last couple of years. Now you're saying don't bring in competition to step up his game because if he has any salt and he has any respect for himself, he's going to go out there and he's going to take on the ta- challenge and keep people on the bench. Is that correct? Well, hey, no, I think I'm that not, is correct. Hold on just a minute. Hold on, love. I, I got something to say real quick. I got chastised when I talked about Mark Sanchez a few shows ago. You guys disagreed that Mark Sanchez was not messing up or he wasn't the issues that the Jets had. And now we're saying since Tebow's there, well, maybe Mark Sanchez is the issue. Is that what I'm hearing? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's going to help him pick up his game. If he's the quarterback, uh, I think he's a good quarterback. I just think that, you know, the first two uh, uh, AFC championships that they went to a lot had a lot to do with his defense like it was with Tebow last year. But uh, uh, I just think that Having that someone behind him that he could be looking over shoulder, he's going to push him. It's going to bring forth competition for him, which which is what they were talking about last year. You know, I I, I kind of agree with you, Terry. Galen kind of backpedaling now because <laughs> Not backpedaling. Now, now now the Tebow's over there. It's okay, right? Right? Is that why we here, Terry? Yeah, great. Is that <laughs> before? You know, you got chest size about it. Remember that, Terry? I remember yeah. that show. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm going to play that back, but now Tebow's there. It's okay. I agree with you, Terry. What do you got to say about that, Gator? No. I love you, I think Sanchez is a good quarterback, and he's a young quarterback, and he takes five years in this league. But, you know, bringing in competition does not help hurt him. I don't think it does either. I agree with that. I agree with that. But, yeah, but I just I think I think that Sanchez is far uh, above uh, Tebow right now as as far as being uh, the premier quarterback uh, at 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 both their stages at this point. Um, I don't see them putting Tebow in uh, to take over for Sanchez unless you know something drastic happens or they want to uh, run a different offense or, or run a different set. Um, Mark Sanchez is going to be their quarterback. He's going to be their drop back quarterback to pass the ball. That's what the Jets want. I don't think they want um, to, to change their offense uh, like the Denver Broncos uh, ended up doing last year. I don't know, Terry. It's sounding to me like the Jets, and maybe I'm wrong, Galen. I know you've been into it. It's telling me that the Jets want to go to that offense of Tebow. Is that, am I correct? I don't think they want to go to it. I think they want to make it part of their package. Um, their package, they, put, they want to do 20 plays with Tebow in the uh, – Wildcat offense, and so, and of course, it takes the ball out of Mark Sanchez's hands, but again, I mean, with uh, Tony Sperano there, they did that at the Miami Dolphins. That's one of the reasons why they wanted to bring Tim Tebow in, because Sperano knows that uh, uh, that uh, Wildcat offense pretty good, so, you know, they figured they could get a, some plays out of it. You just need to get one touchdown out of it. If you get one touchdown out of it, you're doing pretty good in the NFL. In one positive play. Yeah, I mean, you want if you can get a, a touchdown out of a wildcat a game, that's done. I mean, he's worth the salt. He's worth the investment. Well, well let me ask you this, Galen and, and Terry. I think I said it, you know, before getting at home. But Charlie Baxter is a great backup quarterback, and when he come in, he wins the game, and that's all you want him to do. Why he ain't getting another rally that, that Tebow's getting? Because Charlie is a great quarterback too, right? But what has Charlie done lately? Well, that's, when that's he gets like, on the field, Terry, he has one. Look at it. Absolutely. I'm not disagreeing with that. But what, what has he done to the effect that Tebow has done last year? Let's say, for instance, what did Charlie Bass do better than Tebow? All it is is about winning. That's what Tebow do. It ain't about the stats. Okay. About winning. Charlie has won. Tebow won and took his team to the champ, or to, to, to the playoffs. Charlie Bass he didn't can't. do that. That's he, not he saying can't. that Charlie he Bass isn't a good backup quarterback. You keep saying Tebow did that. Tebow didn't take all those games, Terry. But neither did Charlie Batch. That's what I'm saying. If we're comparing quarterbacks, we're, we're, we're going to say look at the success. Look at the success of what Tebow had a hand in compared to what Charlie Batch had a hand in. That's, you just let, made my point. Say that. I'm not Batch saying Tebow did it. Tebow's getting the credit and Charlie's not. No, I'm not point. saying Tebow did it all. you got to admit, Pittsburgh Steelers organization is built around their defense and the first dog on place. So, I mean, you know, Charlie Batch, I think he's a great backup quarterback. When he comes in, he performs and he does a good job. There's nothing wrong with that. But Charlie Batch has never gone into a situation where his Pittsburgh Steelers was one and four, and and looking at the number one draft pick instead of um, uh, the Colts are getting it. So that's what happened with uh, Tim Tebow is that he stepped into a situation where it looked. Like they were going down the tubes, and he turned them around. Charlie Batch didn't have to do that. You agree with that, Terry? Yeah, I do. I, I, I think that Tebow is, how do you say it? I think he is, uh, 
I think he's being punished by his success. You know, it's it's unfair to him all the way around in a sense that we have put him in the spotlight so much, like you have said to start the show, his popularity has gained. He he didn't do that to himself. I mean, he did that by by playing hard football and by winning games. He, I, I don't think it's anything that he's asked, asked for. So we have to put it into perspective. We have to let Tim Tebow be Tim Tebow, the quarterback. Forget about all the popularity and all of that stuff, because that means nothing at the end of the day. It's all about wins and loses and, and, and what kind of legacy are you going to leave behind. Because if all Tim Tebow does is take the Denver Broncos to one playoff game, we will forget about him like a, and drop him like a hot rock. Do you agree with that? Yeah. That's right. I mean, he's gone out of Denver anyway. He's been replaced. So, obviously, they didn't feel like they can go long-term with Tim Tebow. And so that's why Peyton Man is there. But we knew that from the beginning, it was, despite yeah. what John Elway said. But I think it was unfair, Galen, too, in love, that they didn't give him an opportunity to, I mean, they, they kind of uh, put the, you know, the egg before the chicken by saying he's going to be our quarterback for next year. Um, that was, that, they, they shouldn't have done that. I don't think so, Terry, because I think they see you're going to start that season off. People already know what that, that you know, they prepare for that. Now, next year, they're going to be successful. It was this year because nobody could prepare for Tebow. He was, you know, so I yeah. think they looked at it like people are going to be ready for him, and we already put our offense around him like this. We screwed. Now we got to stay with it, you know. I think that's what they see. Because if you look at Terry and Gaylor, Miami did it that one year. They were successful. They won, what, 10 games that year? 11 killing people with that. After that, Miami couldn't even get a, a four-yard playoff that. Am I right? Yeah, right. They didn't have anybody in the, that could throw as effective as Tebow has in that formation. Nobody. They didn't have He's anybody that could throw the ball like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Galen, did you say he was successful? <laughs> huh? Did, did you say he was successful at throwing the ball? I said, Come I on, said, Galen. I'm glad you cut me off, Terry. Let's, let's, let's be real now. effective. <laughs> So, go ahead, Jerry. Please go ahead. <laughs> hey, did you see the Pittsburgh Steelers game last year? Yes, I did. You one game. Did it? Huh? <laughs> you talking about one game. <laughs> it, was, it was the most important game of the season. Did you see a lot of those games when he threw touchdown passively? One out of eight games is not effective, Gaylor. Huh? One out of eight games being effective is not. Look at those odds. Come on now. What are you talking about, love? Did you see what he did? He's taking away everything he did. Successfully out of eight. Huh? Am I right, Terry? No. You're absolutely wrong. You're wrong. You guys are talking at the same time and we can't hear. Go ahead, Galen. What's your point? My point is is that he he was effective. I mean, not percentage-wise, but touchdown-wise. Look at how many touchdowns to to, uh, interceptions that he did. And that's all that needs to be said. Who cares if, if he completes a pass? If he completes one out of five and, and the one's a touchdown, I don't care. It's a touchdown. True. But if you only throw five compared to somebody else throwing 30, I mean, that's not, I mean, that's not necessarily a fair comparison. Or, 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 do you agree with that? No, I don't. Because if you're running the ball and your number one rushing offense on top of it, then because of Tebow and his effectiveness, then 
you've got to take that in consideration as well. Right. If we're talking about the offensive if set that they're running, absolutely, I agree with that. But if we're talking about quarterback rating, per se, or quarterbacks' completions to interceptions, and we got one quarterback that throws five times and we got another quarterback that throws 30 times, I don't necessarily know that we can give that a great honest comparison, do you? No, I mean, we're not. We're going to compare that, but if we compare the effectiveness of the offense in general based on Tebow being his offense, because it was specifically for him, and that, uh, and that player being in his offense, right, then... What are you talking about? Do that, then look at it as a whole. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to Google that word when you talk about, and it's coming up. What is Galen talking about? <laughs> I got to say what Chris said. Come on, man. What we're going to do, we're going to take a break, guys. We'll come back. We're going to be effectiveness, and we got a call on the line. We'll take a call, and then we'll get Galen back on. That's your new name, Galen, effectiveness. <laughs> we got to be kidding me. We'll be right back after the break. <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Play ball! If you're looking to talk baseball, even in the offseason, look no further than the King's Corner Talking Baseball with former World Series champion Jim Lairitz. Jim's known for a rather controversial stance during his show. He's brutally honest and ready to talk with current and former players, owners, and other key figures to bring you baseball from an insider's view. You won't want to miss a single episode. The King's Corner Talking Baseball with Jim Lairitz is heard every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Henry. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Your Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with host of Loving That Sports Talk. We had Terry co-host. You there, Terry? I'm here. And we got Galen 
I ain't gonna say T Bone, I'm gonna say Sexton Smith. Sexton. <laughs> are you there, Gator? I'm here. Well, guys, we got callers from Chicago. John Clay. Are you there, John? Yeah, I'm there. How you doing today, John? I'm doing fine. Let's talk about those Chicago Bears going to take the NFC North. <laughs> what you guys think of that? Uh, excuse me, are loving you got a cold or something? <laughs> <laughs> well, my point is, you know, I've never been a Bears fan, but, you know, two things, and I know the guys might talk about this. One, um, you picked up a guy that's in trouble that's going to be probably get six games suspension. That's Brandon Marshall. Two, well, what you guys did to Forte was unbelievable. A man that went out there and busted his butt, didn't sit out his contract, then he get hurt, then you bring somebody else in. What do you guys think? I thought that was horrible. Well, well, let me ask you guys. What is, he's not a lead running back. He's not Chris Johnson. He's not Adrian Peterson. So what do you think he's value? Well, I think that, uh, this is Terry, I, I think that comes up to uh, what the team thinks he's valued at. It doesn't matter well, how many, you know, uh, if he's a Chris Johnson or an Adrian Peterson uh, around the league. It's how important is this person to this team? At this point in time, that's how I would uh, evaluate his value. All right. Well, last uh, last year they had Mike Moss offense, and he was doing like what six percent of the offense. Now we have a top rated receiver. I mean, he, I mean, they have an offer on the, on, the, on the table now for him. You know, so is he going to accept it? I mean, if he don't accept it, Michael Bush's insurance. Well, well, that well, I have to say, John is. And like Galen said, it was awful because you had this young man that he could have set out like all Chris Johnson and them did and not played that year until he got a contract. But he told them he's going to go out there and play and show them that. Am I right, Galen? That's right. That's Gaylen. right. And uh, another thing is, I mean, the, the organization thought enough of him to give him the franchise tag. And so True. obviously he was very important to that franchise. And now, they, they, you know, they sign uh, the other running back and then tell him he has to accept something less than – what you, you got to pay him within the top three backs of the league because you franchised him. So yeah, it's just, well, I understand it's just, that, but it uh, doesn't make sense. Over the, over the years, they didn't sign uh, Chester Taylor. He didn't pan out. Marion Barber, you know. I mean, it just you know, it's just, it's just insurance, you know. But they paid but that this, insurance a lot more. I mean, they paid that insurance. They paid for that insurance. Yeah, well, that's cool. I mean, what what do you got? What fourteen million or uh, seven million is guaranteed for four years? I mean, he's a, he's a, he could be a, a starter on another team somewhere, but he's, a, you know, Forte is a good back. I understand that. You know what I'm saying? He liked competition, but some of the things he said with the Texas as far as, you know, I mean, last year you had Marion Barber. You know, they signed him. You didn't complain about that. Just do your competition, you know, compete with him and uh, take it from there. But, but do you agree, John, that he played and he, he, he couldn't, he didn't have to play? And so set off a kind but what he did when then he got hurt and then this make you like you slap you in the face and hey, you got hurt because I got hurt because I was out there playing for you. I didn't have to. You don't think that was fair, John? Well, I don't, I don't think it was fair. You know, I don't think it's fair, but uh I think the problem was, you know, when uh uh Jerry Angelo was here, you know, they gave him a contract and uh and he didn't like that contract, you know. It was something around I think uh same as uh yeah, running back from uh, Carolina. You know, I guess he wanted more guaranteed money. You know, but I understand you say that uh, Galen he should get paid like the top three running back or something like that. I just, I just can't see it. You know, 
He's a real effective running back, though, man, especially within their scheme. And you get got Brandon Marshall, but Brandon Marshall's a head case. Yeah, we know that. We you know we you know if he don't make it through this pan of the of Bears, he might be like T.O. He might be out the league. So we know that. Yeah, he's just a head case. I mean. You have a head case on your shoulder now. James Love, he's a head case. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know? <laughs> he's a head case. You just, you just try to get me to like the Bears. That's, that's not going to happen. You're a Philadelphia fan. You never like the Bears. That's cool. But all I want the Bears to do to solidify their left tackle and get, uh, get that guy from Ohio State. You know, we uh, are you play. sold on Jay Cutler? Yeah, I'm sold on him. I mean, hey, to me, he bought the best quarterback they had in the league since the, as far as uh, as far as the Bears had in a while. Uh, as far as completions and, and yardage, but you further realize everybody talking about Jay Cutler, but look at the line he got, man. He sacked so many times. You don't have no protection. I mean, what you going to do? You're right. That's a lot of Jay's uh, downfall is that he he yeah, takes yeah. a lot of hits. And no quarterback, I don't care how good you are, no quarterback's going to stand back there and, and get hit like that. So they've got to do something with their offensive line. And um, if if uh, Brandon Marshall gets over there and, and uh, him and Cutler uh, connect up, because they were a good tandem in Denver, um, they could make a little noise. They really could. I believe that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how much you watch um, Denver out there, Terry, because you're a Dallas fan, but Galen, you watch them. And I don't think Jay is it's the line because when Jay was at Denver, he had a line, but Jay forced a lot of balls. Am I right, guys? Well, he does. But, I mean, what also helps with that, Love, is, is you getting smacked back there. Um, I've watched some games, and, and I've I, I actually felt sorry for Cutler, and I'm not a Cutler fan at all. But he's he's taking some, some punishment. I don't like his reaction under pressure. He is just – he can't handle pressure. And <clears throat> if when when the – when everything gets to going tough, his whole attitude, he's just not a leader. I mean, he has a good arm, but he's not a leader. Uh, I've seen that as well, Galen. I agree with that. He's kind of cocky. Don't you think, John, don't you think um, Jay was a baby, how he got his way out of Denver? You don't think that was kind of a little childish? That he babied his way out of Denver? Yeah, where he cried about the coach and he got it too because they brought in Matt Hassel, you know, be a backup, maybe the starter. And the way Jay act, isn't that how it went, Galen? Well, it was uh, Matt Castle. They had uh, when uh, what's the coach that uh, went there? Coordinator Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels, that's right. Josh McDaniels, and he had wanted to try to sign Castle when when he was a free agent, and Jay Cutler didn't like that, and so he cried his way out of Denver. That was just ridiculous. Then he went to uh, Chicago that first year and threw to the other team like seventy-five times. How many interceptions did he have that first year? I mean. He was horrible. Uh, probably about 20, 20. Yeah, he was horrible. And then last year he was a little bit better, but still, I just don't like. He he gives up. It's something about him and his leadership skills. He's definitely not one of the elite quarterbacks as it, as it relates to that. Well, I think uh, as far as that concerned, I mean, you when you get into office and you play a Mike Moss offense, you know what I'm saying? With that quarterback status, you're going to take a lot of sacks. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and you you know it's like with Kurt Warner he took a lot of sacks. Well, I think and maybe I'm wrong. Terry, like with Dallas, you know they say Tony Robo at the end of the game is Tony he Hobo? gives up on the team. And like like they say with Jay Jay in that championship game, 
You know, he never come through. And, and you know I'm right, Terry, with Tony. It seemed like in the playoffs, and that's like what it seemed to me with Jay. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they both have something to prove. And, and, and they've got to, the only way they can prove that is by winning um, in the playoffs because that seems to be the stigma. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I don't, you never want to sit there and say that a guy wasn't hurt. Um, obviously, Jay was hurt when he went out um, out of that game that, that year. But at the same time, you, you you guys know you've all played with, uh, with with injuries and stuff like that. There, you, you've got to have some kind of mental toughness to be able to stick it in there and and go when you can't go. Um, so it, it's tough with Jay. Um, I, I do agree with uh, with Galen, and like I said, I'm not necessarily a color fan, but guys, we got to understand that Josh McDaniels he ripped apart that Denver Bronco team, um, and I don't blame Jay Cutler for wanting to leave. Uh, he, yeah. he he traded away all their talent. Uh, they had a great receiver in Brandon Marshall. Probably could have kept him somewhat under wraps. They had a great tight end. Um, they had a pretty decent team um, when McDaniel's traded everything away. And then what does he do? He gets a first round draft pick in Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah, Tim Tebow. I think a Tim Tebow situation is he don't have still have the mechanics far as throwing. You know, he's a good running quarterback, but far as the mechanics of throwing, trying to be a pure passer, I think it's going to be a while before we get there. You know, but as uh, far as Sanchez, I think I think another year or two, I think uh, Tebow will take his position, though. You think so? I mean, Sanchez is not a, he's not a, he's not a good quarterback to me. You know, they've been in the championship game so many times, and he just... He, you just don't get it done. But Tebow's not a – oh, yeah, he is. He's an effective passer. I don't want to mess that up the game. Oh, <laughs> don't you mean that as an effective passer, he get there when they try to get there, but when it counts, you don't get it there, right? That's what you're talking about. He gets it there when it counts. No. Oh, he, he, gets, he gets there. When I, it counts, Tebow gets it there. I ain't going to say all that. Sometimes, you know what, you, if you look at Tebow mechanics, man, he throw the ball on the ground more than he throw it to the receiver's hands, you know. You know, I don't yeah, know if when, but when it counts, but he gets it done, and they win games. Yeah, well, well, he, I mean, we, we'll just we we'll just call him a. Uh, I mean, yeah, he gets it done, you know. But as far as the uh, straight pure passer and stuff like that, uh, you know, people they uh they know his game now, you know. So uh, what are he gonna do this year? Everybody know he's gonna get in there and try to run, and they're gonna stop him. Then what? Well, you know, so, I mean. The Pittsburgh Steelers, number one defense last year in the playoff game, he got it done. And yeah, they well, they proud of the line of scrimmage. But you're talking about the oldest team in the league. But they were the number one defense in the league as well. Yeah, well, yeah. But uh, I think uh, Tebow, they should have guessed. He should have sent them to Jacksonville. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't want to go there because the coaches didn't want him as much as the Jets did. Yeah. Why should he have went to Jacksonville? Why do you think that? Well, basically, I think, you know, coming from Florida and from what he was saying is that he, it, it, the uh, Denver sent him to, to uh, the Jets, you know. He really, you know, he, he can take the Jacksonville or the Jets, but, you know. But what's the attraction for, to, to Jacksonville, I, I guess, is my question. I mean, we played in Florida, you know. So that's it? Gator, what, what, and, you know what I'm saying? What, what about further in his career? How is he gonna? Is that gonna benefit him to go to Jacksonville to to further his career? Or? No. Well, I, I think further. I think down there they're gonna need a quarterback. Uh, the, uh, the quarterback they got now, he's not doing too good. 
Tebow did what he he thought he was, and all Tebow is, and we talked about that today, is popularity. And Tebow knew going to New York, I was going to be a popularity. Tebow don't care about furthering his career, I don't think. He's been back up, come in, and that's what I think. That's why he went to New York. No, well, I, I, I think, Love, we need to give him more credit than that. I, I think Tebow does want to further his career. I think he is interested in playing football and being a quarterback. I think it's just everybody else. It's the media. It's everybody else that is Tebow crazed that, you know, that doesn't seem to think that way or, or at least give off that um, that kind of attitude. I never got that from Tim Tebow. He's he's a hardworking kid. He's He's a young quarterback. I mean, we got to give him a chance. I keep saying that. I don't know how many t- how how I can stress it, but he's got to get the chance to either be successful or fail. Amen, brother. That's all I've said too. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna hear me say amen? I'll go to church, but I won't stand up on this preacher. <laughs> I'm gonna sit out there. But we want to thank you, y'all, for calling in. Appreciate it. All right, no problem. Just, I'll call y'all when the Bears take the championship, so I don't hear all the crying. We're going to have a little bit to say about that. I yeah, guess we'll never get that phone call. Yeah, we won't. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> hey, hey, the Dallas fan, Dallas Cowboys is not never going nowhere because they own a Jerry Jones. It's just like Al Davis with the Raiders. So if he stays oh, I, would, there, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Better watch out for them Cowboys this year. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't <laughs> okay. Think so. All right, man. Well, take it easy. Uh, well, guys, what we got to do is uh, we got to take another break, and when we come back, we'll finish up on this Tebow, and then we got some other questions we got to answer for the listeners. So we'll come back. We'll be right back, Terry. And we'll be back. And it's going to be very effectiveness when we get back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Have we got a high energy, all access sports show for you? It's Outside the Huddle, starring Lemond Williams. Each week, join Lemond as he takes callers, discusses the week's top stories in the world of sports, and sits down with active and former players to discuss their transition from sports to business. Outside the Huddle is a great resource for players making career transitions both on and off the field. Tune in Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, and 5 Pacific for Outside the Huddle on the Voice America Sports Channel. Kevin Lewis has been a student of the game his entire life, from Little League to the NFL. Tune in Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Voice America Sports. Hustling with K. Lewis. It's not where you start, it's how you finish. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. He'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. From high school to the pros, we, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving, back host of Loving That Sports Talk, and we have co-host Terry Jackson. I'm here. And we got our man Galen Jackson. Isn't that Galen? I'm here. Well, I'm getting beat up. You know, I thought Terry was my friend and all. He beat me up to Tebow. So uh, we got a call on the line. Ross Simmons from Santa Rosa, California. You there, Ross? I am. Ross, what's going on with this Tebow thing? Help me out with these guys. Come on, man. <laughs> you know what, James? I'm going to tell you something. I really like uh, Tebow um, oh, because he pushes whoever's in front of him. Um, in my opinion, Tebow, there, he, he's limited in the things that he can do. Um, he's not the most fleet of foot. You're looking at a tight end, an NFL tight end playing quarterback is what you're looking at. So he'll pound, pound you for a yard or two to get the touchdown. But um, is he the prototype NFL quarterback that you want uh, starting and leading your team? No, but you know what? He gets the job done, and he wins. He is hes the master of the free-throw line. You know what I mean? He has the basics down. He's a pocket passer for the most part that uh, can scramble when he needs to. But uh, the best thing about him is whoever your starting quarterback is, and what I'll tell you is this, is Sanchez is going to have his either, – he'll either have his best year that he's had in the NFL or he's going to have his worst year because of Tebow behind him. He's not going to have the mediocre season that he had last year. When Sanchez first came out of USC, he lit it up for New York, and that's what they were expecting in the following years, which hasn't happened. But it will happen this year with Tebow behind him. That's why the starting quarterbacks in the NFL don't want Tebow on their team because they know they're being pushed. Do you guys agree with that? I totally agree with that. And and another thing, I don't think Sanchez can handle that New York media hotspot. I think that's that that'll be another reason why he has a bad year. If there's any kind of controversy, he's just going to fold up, I believe. Yeah, I agree with that. Everything he said was pretty much true. So uh, I would say, yep, he he may he may fold this year, but I don't think so. I think you know he's a young quarterback still. I mean. So I think he has the goods, but he just maybe his mind's not not good enough. But Tim Tebow's mind is right because he has total confidence confidence in his abilities. So, but we know. can't forget the locker room aspect of things either because there were some tweets that weren't too uh, favorable for Tebow. Yeah, you know what? He'll overcome that by his by his personality and his dedication and his work ethic, just like he did with the Broncos. He'll overcome that. So. I, and I truly believe Tebow is, um, it's been a long time, a long time since we've seen a gentleman come out of college and be this grounded. Absolutely. Just mentally, just mentally grounded. His, uh, his belief, his support system, everything is in place for that gentleman to do nothing but succeed in life. And to be quite honest with you, I think he's okay. If he has a bad game, and if he has a bad year, and if he goes to another team, because when it's all said and done, as long as his belief system is in place, 
like it is, he's going to be okay financially and uh, physically. He, I, I just don't think I don't think Tebow because of the things that he has going for him um, spiritually and uh, emotionally. I I don't think he gets rattled as much as a lot of uh, young college athletes that we see coming into the NFL. Well, let, let me ask you this, Ross. I got beat up. Well, I guess see, like I'm the only one that's the best people in the world. But Jason, <laughs> <laughs> I'm only getting over here. Why, love? <laughs> you know you shouldn't be talking sports anyway. Let me ask you this, Ross. And, and Terry, and you, I didn't hear what you said, but Gaylor said he's the most effectiveness and passive. I didn't you say effectiveness because Gaylor said because he throw the ball. And you'll complete it at the right time. That's effectiveness. But you throw 50 times and only throw one. It, 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 did that sound right? I didn't say efficiency. I didn't say efficiency. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That- what I would tell you is when Tom Brady uh, first took over for Bledsoe, they nurtured him into that offense more so than any quarterback in the NFL. Tom Brady rarely threw anything over 15 yards. And you know what? If that's what you got and you're going to be successful at doing it, you still have to stop it defensively. What's wrong with you, Ross? You could be on my side. You don't sound right. I'm on your side, James. You know that. <laughs> I've got nothing but love for you. But my gosh, I mean, Tebow, is, how, how can you go against the guy? He's done nothing but prove, prove, he's done nothing but prove me wrong. And me. Yeah, and me. I do gotta agree with that. But I'm glad you y'all all confess to that. I gotta go to church Sunday. Now I'm getting there. Hey, love, say that again. Uh, What'd you say, love? To tell you. I, I guess I gotta go to church Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what, though? Tebow, um, he's got, he's got strong mechanics to work with for any NFL quarterback coach. I mean, he's, Big kid, he's a pocket passer. He's smart, and once again, he, he's grounded, and that's going to help him because of what he has going for him off the field. Is going to help him more so on the field, dealing with the lights and the cameras and everything else that take place in New York. You are when you go to any New York team, you're you're in the spotlight more so than any other NFL quarterback. So I think, me personally, he'll be able to handle that part hands down. Well, let me ask you guys this. Is T. Tebow, you guys can come on and answer, is it more him of football field or popularity? What percentage do you put popularity than put the football player? You know, because my percentage would be 15%, you know, football player because I don't think he does that much. Great, but the popularity what makes him his name bigger than that. You know, you know what he uh, 85%. He, he's shining bright. I mean, when that guy wakes up, he doesn't even have to brush his hair <laughs> or his teeth. He wakes up perfect. It's it, everybody in America loves him right now. He can he he can run for president and probably win. Hey, James, don't agree? brush his teeth or comb his hair, and he ain't shining bright. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you don't see him; you only hear him. <laughs> but I would say. That it's uh, both of them because he won. He went seven to four last year. Okay, he went seven to four. Went won a playoff game last year. So it's got to be a. You can't take that away from him, James. You keep taking the fifteen percent. 
you can't take the fact that he went seven and four with a team that was one and four. Come on. You can't take that away from him. Yeah, but then what I'm saying is he got in the, he got to play because the fans wanted him. That was popularity, right? What's that got to do with anything? We're talking well, about people, we're not talking about the fans. He no matter how he got in there, when he got in there he was effective, brought his team to a playoff game, won a playoff game. That is more than fifteen percent. It's fifty fifty maybe, but definitely not fifteen. I I wholeheartedly agree. <laughs> Absolutely agree. I don't like Tebow, but I can't I can't speak negatively about what he's performed like uh, on the field. Personally, I don't like him. He's the he was the kid in school that always got the A's that made me look bad. <laughs> he was always a little bit faster than me and could throw a little bit harder, and he was just that perfect kid that. I didn't like, and maybe that's why I still don't like him. But you know what? He wins. If I had a team, he would be my backup quarterback, absolutely. And, and that's what we keep saying. I think we said that their backup quarterback. That's all he could be, right? Well, absolutely. I think that's all he should be, not could be. I think eventually, and I keep saying this to you guys, is that Tebow has great work ethic. He's a great kid. Uh, just like Ross has been saying, he's a he's a good kid, and and there's nothing wrong with being a good kid. Um, and he works hard, and he wants to learn the position. He's just not ready to be a starting NFL quarterback. He's not he's not coming in there shining bright uh, when he drops back to pass the ball. But eventually, he's going to get there. Um, and I don't like Tebow or dislike Tebow. I think that there's been some uh, negative. Uh, I think that he's just been placed in the spotlight um, by us, by, by by fans and media and everything else, and, and he hasn't necessarily he hasn't asked for any of that. We just need to give this kid a chance to be successful because he's going to be with his work ethic. He's going to be, and he's going to get better. How many rookie quarterbacks or second year quarterbacks? The first Hall of Fame backup quarterback. You know. How many of those guys are good? There's not too many first-year and second-year quarterbacks in the National Football League that are that good, unless they're the elite ones. And those, even the elite ones that come out, watch, watch uh, the, uh, the guy out of Stanford this year come out. You think he's going to be burning it up in the NFL next year? No, he's not. Or the year after that, probably. It takes some time. Yeah, I think he's going to fall. I, I think Andrew Luck is going to fall on his face. I, you know, I, I mean, I don't think that he's going to come in and be a Peyton Manning, that's for sure. No, he's I'll, not going to run the offense like Peyton Manning. He's not going to call the plays. He's not going to orchestrate an offense in the last 30 seconds of the game the way Peyton Manning did, just because I don't believe the players are going to believe in him the way they did Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning came in in year one, and everybody knew that he was the real deal. Andrew Luck, you know what? Hats off to him. There's not too many quarterbacks I've ever seen or heard of in my lifetime that can call three plays in a huddle and on a regular basis and then decide which of those three plays he's going to call at the line of scrimmage in the short amount of time he has and be able to have your whole team on the same page as you. Is he an intelligent guy? Yeah, absolutely. But you know what? I don't think he has more than Tebow does, to be completely honest with you. 
Well, Ross, that that ain't saying too much because you can remember one play, so probably three K to be really tough for you and remember. But anyway, I ain't gonna no, go there, right, Ross? Just on one, I'm okay. <laughs> you gonna throw a shot at me? I'm gonna throw one back at you, Ross. As long as it's on one, don't go on two. <laughs> but, but guys, answer me this game. You said that every quarterback came right when Tony Rubble came a backup. He was a backup. He got a game. He did good. Matt Hassel, when he got a game. He did good. Every quarterback you see that comes in the league, they are from being a backup. Am I right, guys? What? Every quarterback that's now great in the league are from becoming a backup. Aaron Rodgers, he was a backup. Matt Hassel, look at their ego. Tony Romo. All these quarterbacks, but they are elite passers. Tim Tebow is not one of these guys that's an elite passer like these guys. Am I right? Yeah, but not yet. we got to give them time. Not yet, but yeah. will he be? Aaron, it's possible. It's how, how many times does Terry have to say that? You, you, he, he, give him time. I mean, he's going to prove whether he can or can't, but you got to give him time. Aaron Rodgers was nurtured, James. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, that was, if you look at the way Aaron Rodgers was brought into the NFL, that is, that should be the, um, the game plan for every quarterback that comes in the NFL as opposed to going and running a team. I agree. Aaron Rodgers was brought in the right way, and that's why he was so successful. Yep. I agree with that. I do too, David. You're right. You're right. I agree with that one, Ross. But, you know, but I just think, you know, when these guys came in, I, I've never seen Tony. I remember when Tony came in the game. Um, that Dallas game that time, and um, Tony came in throwing them all. You never seen Tony go two for twenty and passing. Am I right, Terry? Well, <laughs> well, no, but you got to understand the, the the style of offense as, as well. Uh, well, that that Broncos offense, it was basically a running offense, and and they passed off of it. Uh, usually, and and with these fast paced and high scoring offenses that we see from the Saints, and from 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 a lot of other teams, uh, they're uh, throwing. And, and then trying to run off of that. So, but you're right. What do you well, think the Denver's going to do this year with Peyton? They're going to throw. But I mean, their team, their record. What do you think they'll? Do you think they'll make the playoffs this year? Well, see, that's well, think, that's kind of skeptical because a lot of people think, oh, they're going straight to the playoffs and th- through to the Super Bowl. I don't necessarily know that's the case. Yeah, I think they have the, to. They have to, you know, in the draft. Uh, Pick up some defensive uh, linemen. Denver will win eleven to twelve games. Oh, people won eight for them. Um, people won eight. Peyton will win four more than eight. <laughs> That's twelve uh, on paper, but they got to play the games. <laughs> yeah, what about that defense? Oh, hey, I, you said Tim Tebow won no game last year, so he don't need no defense, right? He's a part of it. <laughs> he was a part of it. He didn't hey, win. Him, he was a part of it. Tebow won another one. Tebow won another one. I said, well, what about when the running back ran it down in case? Or what about defense? Tebow won. Am I right, Terry? Got me up there. No, that's what the media was saying. Oh, that was what the media was saying. But he was a part of it. Guys, before we get off, um, Terry, Gale, and Ross, I want to touch on it so we touch on it next week. This thing with the Saints. I kind of getting, you know, looking at it, you know, Galen, I think you said it last week was they were warned three different years for that. Yeah. And they 
Dude, at first I was like, man, that sucks. Why are they doing that? Blah, blah, blah. But if you read through, they knew about it, you know. Am I right, Gail? Yeah, they knew. They knew. They were warned several times. And so, you know, do I think the penalty's a little stiff? I think it is. I mean, maybe half the season. That would have been, to me, a little bit more. Uh, but, I mean, once you've been warned three times by the commissioner, you know, you, you the first time you should have stepped to the plate and got rid of it. But three times? Come on. Eric? Yeah, I happen to agree. I mean, um, if that was the case and Sean Payton knew about it and he still sat idle by and let let, let it go on, I guess he's got to take the responsibility for it. Um, you know, they, they, he's, he came down hard on him. Well, what more can you say? It, was it stiff? Absolutely. I hate to see him out of the league for a year. I, I like Sean Payton. I think he's a heck of a coach and, and a nice guy. I'd, I'd like to see him coach him. Ross? We all answer to somebody, and uh, like I tell my children, <laughs> because I'm an adult doesn't mean I don't have to listen to instructions and do what people tell me to do. And once again, as the other two said, if he was warned two or three times, he deserves everything he gets. Yep. Well, you know, I have to agree with Ross. Ross has some sense. Where'd you find Ross at? Did you need to find Ross at, Hey, you better watch Ross read the script. Ross, this was written down for Ross. Am I right, Ross? <laughs> You're killing me. If it wasn't for common sense, I'd probably have none at all. <laughs> Is that on that paper you read, too? <laughs> Well, but Jeff, before we get off the show, uh, I played with Ross in Juco. I want to get a shout out to uh, a coach that coach has passed away, Marv Mays. Am I right, Ross? Yeah, he um, he uh, he had a pretty bad uh, last few days. It's uh, nice that he's in a uh, in a place where he's not in pain anymore. I like to say those one of the coaches that you know taught us, you know, on and off the field how to be a, a great person, right, Ross? Absolutely, he was. Um, he was from the. He was a throwback coach. That's that's for darn sure. He uh, definitely believed in a hard work ethic and doing things the right way, and uh, it paying off at the end of the day if you practice. Well, Terry and Galen, next week we're gonna have. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more of the Saints and what I'm gonna do. You know, you want to call in Ross, but we're gonna get some of these questions. There's a lot going on. The Tebow question. So we'll get some, take some of the callers' questions and uh, get back with them. And uh, anything else you guys want to say about it, um, Terry, Galen, and Brock? Uh, about Tebow, no. I'm, I'm tired of talking about Tebow. I thought we would have at least six, eight months off of it, but it doesn't seem like we have. Uh, I'd like to give a shout-out to my father. Today is his uh, birthday, uh, so happy birthday, Dad. I'd like to give a shout-out to Ross for putting you in your place. <laughs> uh, I thought he did a good job. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you just need to quit take, hating on Tebow, love. <laughs> I just want to say, Terry Gale, it's a pleasure doing the show with you guys. And uh, it's it, times like this, it, it's great to just be able to take the time out of your day, be able to have a conversation with some gentlemen that uh, – are into the same thing you are as far as sports and sit back and laugh and uh, have a break in the day where you can just sit back and enjoy yourself. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Yeah, well, and before we leave, I want to thank, I never thank you, but thank Ross for, you know, taking the day out, dude, but really thank Terry and Galen. 
Listen, y'all don't know. They take their lunch and do all that just to do the show. So I just want to really appreciate you guys for that. I know Terry always busy, and then um, Galen, you, you, but y'all guys take time out, you know, just for us to talk and do this. And you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to be effectiveness, and then I'm going to get up out of the box. <laughs> next week, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks. All right. Take care, right. guys. See you guys. Right. Take care. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.